Welcome along to the first Park Rush podcast of 2023. It's a new year and a new sound for your favourite weekly theme park show. On this week's episode, we'll be looking ahead to some of the theme parks that we hope to visit in the next 12 months, from the theme parks on offer in Abu Dhabi all the way out to Japan. And then we turn to the news, where we've got a futuristic patent from Disney, exciting new infrastructure at Epic Universe, and our good friend the London Resort. So pull down that lap bar, it's time for a new Park Rush podcast. Josh, happy new year to yourself. Are you uh, enjoying what 2023 has brought you thus far well uh thank you very much tom happy new year to you as well and to our fine fine listeners uh yeah it's been what a week it's been uh suicide film uh getting back to work what more could you want <laughs> uh, the two things that you you need to start the year right yeah uh, a film about uh, a manic depressive and yeah back to work back to work but thankfully park rush also back if you tuned in last week, hopefully you either enjoyed a trip down memory lane as you listened back to us talk about Mission to Mars. Do you remember that, Josh? <laughs> <laughs> I do remember, remember that. that. That was that was a tough that was a tough watch, uh, and uh, I feel sorry for anyone that had to listen to that. To be honest, that was a yeah, oh. yeah. But you know. Hopefully, if you're relatively new to the show and you were listening to it for the first time last week, maybe it inspired you to go back and listen to our other fine, fine theme park film reviews. There are more of them than, frankly, we we ever should have committed to. But one thing 2023 should bring us, Josh, actually, is an opportunity to return to the theme park film review series because I believe, as it stands, that Haunted Mansion remake is due for release this year. Oh, yeah. Cannot wait. We'll be back. Yeah, I know. Uh, I wait with bated breath for for what that might be. Anyway, as the introduction suggested, this is a slightly, uh, you know, new take on the Park Rush podcast. We're mixing up a little bit, trying something new, something different to start the new year. And look, if you don't like it, then do let us know. Podcast at parkrush.com. We are keen to tailor the show to... Well, the preferences of the increasingly dwindling number of people who listen to it, <laughs> there's no point just doing it for our own enjoyment. We need to make sure that the that you guys out there are enjoying it too. But of course, uh, we will get back to kind of relatively normal business as far as the Park Crush podcast is concerned, i.e. we will talk about the week's thing, Park News. But before we do that, we thought it would be fun and and maybe even useful to kind of throw ahead to some of the parks that we might hope to potentially visit in the next 12 months. So 2022 was a big year for park rush trips. I went to Florida, which was fantastic. We had our joint European theme park road trip where we hit up Efteling and Europa Park, among others. Uh, Josh, you went to Flambards, you went to Chessington, we did trip reports on those, and we also went to Disneyland Paris for the Christmas season. So there was a lot of stuff, a lot of trip reports, a lot of vlogs, Uh, Disneyland vlogs still to come, by the way. Uh, And this year, Josh, I mean, 
I've kind of, and I think we've, you know, we've talked a little vaguely about some of the trips that we that we might be able to pencil in for this year, and they kind of come into a three groupings, I suppose. There is the Middle East, Abu Dhabi, more specifically, where yeah. there's a quite a nice little cluster of thing parks that we could potentially visit. Yeah. There's the Japan trip, that mysterious Japan trip, which was booked in and and ready to go back in 2020, but obvious reasons meant that fell by the wayside. But yes. it'd be great to resurrect that potentially. And then there's, well, certainly for me at least, I've never been to California, so I would I would at some point love to to head over there and and visit the parks that 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 state has to offer. But uh, I think that could be on the cards. Me, that could be on the cards. You think California could be on the cards? Maybe. May, may I was I was going to ask you actually if you had to sort of rank the likelihood or the possibility of let's say these three trips happening so Abu Dhabi where you have the likes of Ferrari World and Warner Brothers World uh, California where obviously you have Disneyland Universal Sea World uh, kind of the the main three and then Japan where of course you have the Tokyo Disney Parks and then Universal up in Osaka which do you think is the most Likely, do you want to score them out of ten? Out of ten, okay. Uh, I do. I think the Abu Dhabi one might be most likely because that's a shorter haul than the others. Mm. Um, you can do it. Uh, there's not much else there going on, particularly. No. So uh, get that done quite, you know, in a short week, really, or a, yeah. um, a long weekend. So I think that's on. That's very much on the cards. I think that's probably up there, maybe. I don't know, like a seven. Then I think uh, Japan and California are both lower than that for sure. Um, obviously, Japan yeah. Japan's just coming out of their stuff still, um, but they they're very much reopening. Uh, but I would probably put that slightly lower than California. Oh, interesting. Um, just because. Interesting. California, you could potentially integrate that with other things that might happen, like um, going to see American sports, that sort of thing. I know that's not something you're interested in, but if other people were to come along that were interested in that, then that's something that you can sort of encompass as well. So Keep the price down, Josh. If we get more people on the trip with us, exactly, Tommy, the price exactly. per head goes down. So <laughs> I might put them around like a, I don't know, five... Is that too high, maybe, for California, and then a four for Japan? Right, yeah. That's interesting. I, I absolutely agree, of course, with the uh, the Abu Dhabi parks. There are a couple of parks in Dubai as well. I mean, I don't know if it would be feasible to do them all in one fell swoop. It, it maybe would, but the ones in Abu Dhabi are all concentrated in this place called Yaz Island. That's certainly where the Ferrari World and the Warner Brothers Park are, and there's also a, a pretty well-regarded water park there too. And you're right, I think you could absolutely do them in a pretty short-haul trip. It's pretty appealing uh, weather-wise. Like obviously, it gets maybe too hot out there, frankly, but it'd yeah. be a nice reprieve from the pretty dour weather that, that we're <laughs> likely to have, at least for the first sort of three, maybe even four months of the year. So, yes, I would absolutely make that one the most likely. That I think that would require by far the least amount of planning also. Mm. 
California, I mean, I had put Japan ahead of it in my head simply because it was a trip that had been planned previously and it just feels like, I mean, we genuinely really want to go. I mean, those parks are at the very top of my uh, bucket list, if you like, of theme parks that I've never done. And I I feel like I'm somewhat destined to end up there uh, because it was previously booked. But I think of the three, that would require the most planning and it would be good as well if we could try and encourage some friends of the show to come along with us. Yeah, absolutely. California, though, I, I hadn't considered that it might form part of a, of a larger trip. I mean, there were, was tentative talk of just that towards the end of 2022 and obviously it didn't happen. Uh, and I think kind of Dis- the Disneyland Paris was almost sort of was almost born out of that yeah uh that not happening so yeah maybe california maybe you're right to put that slightly above japan but and certainly i think that one of the three hopefully um you know i'm I'm pretty hopeful that one of the three will happen this year so that would be something to look forward to yeah for sure i think you know if, if japan doesn't happen this year i think it does happen next year oh interesting yeah there you go Long-term commitment made there yep. to the Park Rush community. We'll still be here <laughs> in 2024. 2024 uh, is Tokyo Disney for uh, Park Rush. I'm, I'm calling it now. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, that would be something very much to look forward to. Yeah. I mean, the Super Nintendo World is due to open in in California this year and, and something that happened this week which hasn't made our kind of news roundup which we'll get to shortly but that I may as well mention now is that their their booking system went down this week they had some technical issues yeah. and people were not very happy about it but I don't know if it was just a coincidence or if it reflected the demand that was there you'd have to imagine that at least to an extent it did reflect the demand both. so yeah to obviously if we ended up going to california in the let's say the second half of the year perhaps then then the nintendo stuff would be open there so uh, that would be very exciting yeah then um, when we go next year yeah. to japan we can do a comparison between the two we could we can yeah we can do a comparison absolutely also gives me more time to re-download duolingo <laughs> dig out my year eight japanese homework and start to relearn yeah all that fantastic japanese that i I could once just kind of roll out at the drop of a hat. You know, I was basically fluent, Josh. Yes, uh, everyone knows it, how fluent you were. Um, At no point, Josh, did I ever tell my teacher to say shut up instead of saying sorry for being late. I never did that. (laughs) That was not something that ever happened. No. (laughs) Why why would it, you know? (laughs) Why would you do such a thing? Why, why, look, it's not my fault that Shazib Kani and Samim Masen are quite easily interchangeable when you've only just started learning Japanese and you're late and under pressure and everyone's looking at you. It's an easy mistake to make, uh, yeah, okay? Yeah, sorry, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, um, hopefully, well, I think almost certainly some theme park trips on the agenda for this year. Just depends where exactly. So, uh, you know, stick with us and you'll find out when we do uh, where we might be heading. But as I say, there's also the Haunted Mansion to come this year. And then, I mean, just to kind of complete the the holy trinity of what often makes good theme park or park rush content, we might have a new theme park video game this year. It's all been a bit quiet on... Not Wonder Park. What was that? That's a film. What's oh, that weird? What's that game called that was announced? And uh, 
I mean, I can't remember, and I didn't look it up before the podcast because it did literally just come to mind. It has been so long since anything was announced or said about it publicly that I had forgotten about it until now. As you might be able to tell, I'm killing time in the hope that Josh might be Googling <laughs> what this game I, yeah. <laughs> what this game is. But yeah, there is a theme park game in the works that isn't Planet Coaster, that isn't Parkitect, that isn't Roller Coaster Tycoon. It is a new challenger. Yeah. And I assume that it might come out this year, park but I beyond? can't remember it what park it's beyond? called. Park, park Beyond, yeah, I think beyond. you're right. This article that I've got here, which is from August was 2021, was said it was meant to come out in 2022. So let's oh, right. see how they're getting on. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't think it did and we just missed it, but who knows? No, because I had knows? another trailer at Gamescom 2022. Uh, their website just says release date 2023. Oh, okay. Uh, it's coming to Fair enough. all the major platforms other than Switch. All right, then. Well, there you go. Could be a very big year indeed. Park Crush trips, Park Crush film reviews, Park Crush game reviews. We might have it all. We got it all. I mean, when was the last time? When was the last time we had a new trip report, a new film review, and a new game review all in one calendar oh. year on Park Crush? Would we have to go back to like 2019 potentially? I don't know. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Pre-COVID, maybe. Oh, yeah, must have been pre-COVID for sure. So, yeah, a big year in store. But uh, we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, we're going to dive into some of the week's big news and one story from just before Christmas that we couldn't resist but going back to to have a discussion about. last a lifetime but don't want to wait around chicken media has the answer specializing in photography and video production this is the media industry's answer to fast food quick turnaround content for the soul whether you've got a wedding coming up or a music event church recital whatever it might be while no spring chickens chicken media always cater to the customer providing an a la carte service to find out more head to chicken.media that's c-h-k-n dot media welcome back to the news segment of the park rush podcast As promised, two stories from this very week and one from just before Christmas. I think, Josh, we should start with the one from just before Christmas because friend of the show, loyal listener, <laughs> Mr. Ben, I haven't used his jingle for a little while. I'm going to play it now just because I, I kind of miss it. He suggested that the uh, London Resort should be banned from being mentioned on the Park Rush podcast ever again yeah. this uh, I, I'm sure everyone must know by now but this is a 
long, long, long in the in the making, or that's maybe generous, it's never really been in the making, but long mooted, long pitched theme park resort for North Kent, literally down the road from Park Rush headquarters, uh, somewhere called the Swanscombe Peninsula, uh, going right back to when it was announced around the time of the London Olympics. This was known as London Paramount. Yeah. Uh, and... You know, over recent years, Paramount dropped out. Other partners like the BBC dropped out, ITV, etc. It then became known as the London Resort. There was some renewed hope. Uh, was it 2021 that Paisa Bow came on board? He had a you know a decent track record of of bringing kind of entertainment venue projects like this to fruition. Things like the Millennium Dome, for example. 2019, but, uh, he was brought on board. Was it 2019? Yeah. And he was also involved in Euro Disney, right? Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. So there was sort of renewed hope that he might be able to guide this to to, to reality. But there was a setback last year. The, the hippies, Josh, uh, <laughs> saw uh, Natural England eventually decide to designate the site as a site of special scientific interest. All the S's uh, which, and an I. Uh, all the S's and an I, indeed. And that basically made a project like the London Resort much more difficult, really, because it, it, all of a sudden it's it's got this this hard-to-conquer protection status. Yes. Uh, and just before Christmas... Pai Jabot left. <laughs> so uh, not not particularly good news. And uh, the project, uh, as Pai Jabot stepped back, the project was confirmed to have been significantly scaled back. Now, it had already been scaled back from sort of the earliest pitch, as I say, back in sort of 2012, so over a decade ago at this point. Uh, but Pai Jabot leaving and it being scaled back further does not really bode well. I mean, Josh, what the hell could the London Resort possibly be at this point, <laughs> given its, you know, its guiding light has gone? And as I say, it's apparently been scaled back again. Uh, well, yes. So uh, Steve Norris, uh, former transport minister and chairman of the London Resort Company Holdings, he's still, you know, very much uh, saying it's going to still go ahead. As you would if you're the chairman, I guess. Um, but then <laughs> the Kuwaiti-backed company uh, got taken to court over unpaid debts. That I have to say that that was dismissed. So um, they didn't get charged for that in the end, or prosecuted, whatever the word is. But uh, who really knows? Uh, even uh, and the hippies, as you say, they've put forward their own proposal for what could happen there. Uh, turn it into a nature of reserve uh, walk walkabout right. vision. Uh, they got some lovely um, childlike drawings, uh, <laughs> which are lovely. Um, or you know, I mean, maybe it's houses. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it is houses. Look for me, or to me at least, this something needs to happen here, right? Because obviously, it was basically industrial land. Uh, for a long time and a lot of businesses did relocate they were essentially forced out because of the london resort yeah uh, and their determination to make it a reality so at this point i don't think you can simply cancel the london resort and just leave it as is because the amount of money and time 
that has been wasted and the livelihoods that were affected by this whole process you know to to take it absolutely nowhere having seen all that happen i just don't think really flies so i think something needs to happen and if it's not the london resort then sure a wildlife reserve i think or a nature reserve would be something that i think even we have discussed on the podcast before that would be, at yeah. least be something you know uh, as you say it could just end up being houses and that has long been the kind of cynical prediction for this site i'm sure if you go back and read articles from 2012 there are people in the comments saying <laughs> this will be a housing estate yeah and uh you know my sort of i mean we have obviously been paying attention to this for well, basically 10 11 years because as i say it's up the road yeah we've been we were covering I, it before uh, the park rush podcast even existed tom Absolutely. I mean, especially, you know, myself, I, I was a local reporter in this very neck of the woods for a couple of years and, uh, you know, went to several London resort kind of planning meetings, board meetings, listening in. And I mean, you know, in my in my naive hope that maybe a, a world class thing park could one day open down the road from where I grew up. I was kind of willing to listen and willing to give the benefit of the doubt. But I think most right-minded people would probably have thought these old kooks are all absolutely deluded. And, uh, well, Josh, turns out that maybe they were all this time. I don't know. Uh, But, look, (laughs) we talked before the the break about things we were hoping for for 2023. What is your prediction for the London Resort in 2023? They say a new planning application will go in this year, uh, one that reflects this scaled-back uh, vision for the site. Uh, what do you reckon is going to is going to happen by uh, the end of 2023? Um, what I reckon, what was well, nothing's going to happen to the land for a start this year. Mm. Uh, I reckon it will sit dormant once again. Let the spiders thrive, uh, and then absolutely. Uh, will they get planning permission in this year? It's tough to say that one. Uh, no, I'm going to say no. I, re- I don't reckon they do it. It's, you mean a planning application? Yes. So you don't even put a planning application in. No, I don't reckon they get there. <laughs> no. Well, because they were going to get no, one I done think- in for la- end of last year, right? And then they didn't get that in. Now, now P was well, left. Yes. Because of the SSSI, and uh, and then obviously, yes, Pi ended up departing just before Christmas. Yeah, the nightmare before Christmas, one might say, for the London Resort. When they, because it got the SSSI came in at the beginning of the year, and then PY said they'd, that's fine, we'll get a new planning application in by the end of the year, and they didn't get that done. So, um, at this point, I think the best case for it would be the brownfield areas, you know, the bits that were industrial sites that are now vacated, put houses on there, that makes sense, right? And then turn mm. the rest of it, the green marshy bits into, um, you know, environmental nature reserve. It's, that's the best solution there. Put council houses on yeah. there, you know? I think that, that they should, no matter what ends up happening, they should somehow aim to reflect the legacy of the London resort, the kind of unfulfilled promise, like at least put a swing or a bouncy castle or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? A bouncy uh, castle, yeah, sure. 
Like a, well, look, some would argue that there'd be no greater monument to the London resort than something which is ultimately hollow and full of hot air. <laughs> so maybe Bouncy Castle would make perfect sense, Josh. Yes. You never know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, obviously, we will aim to keep you abreast of developments if there are any this year on the podcast. But I would absolutely recommend in the first instance, quite frankly, that you... Uh, that you keep an eye out on my uh, former employers, Kent Online, who uh, I think throughout this whole mess, I think it's fair to call it a mess at this stage, have, uh, have probably done the, the very best reporting of absolutely anyone out there on the London Resort and definitely the place to keep an eye on if you are at all still interested in keeping up to date with what's going on there. Sure. <laughs> uh, shall we talk about theme parks that actually exist? Oh, go on then. Uh, or, you know, c- companies with an actual track record of... Uh, of bringing theme park things to fruition, maybe. You can't be talking about Disney. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, I think it's fair to say Disney perhaps have a mixed record on that front, but let's talk about Disney. This comes via the Orlando Business Journal, Josh, and uh, Disney have found some patents, essentially, Josh, for flying robots. Brilliant. Uh, uh, for entertainment purposes, you could... Yes, I think of this now, as kind of the next generation, the next generation of the Spider-Man robot that I we've seen so, at yeah. Avengers Campus in California, the kind of stunt robot which can zip above buildings, kind of do flips up in the air. Uh, pretty impressive. I, I was pr- pretty disappointed that we that they didn't seem to have one of those operating in in the Paris Avengers Campus. Yeah, I, I, but, I didn't realise it didn't have one there. Uh, it feels like it's set up for it. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The rooftops seem pretty much identical to me to the ones that they have in California for the purposes of the of the show. Yeah, but yeah. There was no, no sign of Robo Spider Man. Only real Spider Man, who was unable to do enormous flips, unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. No. But uh, I mean, it makes sense that Disney would be looking at how they could potentially uh, advance this kind of technology. Uh, the patent. Uh, is called Untethered Robot with Hybrid Air and Water Power for Hovering and Quick Airborne Movements. Rolls off the tongue. Very ca- very catchy indeed, indeed. Uh, as I say, this is from the Orlando Business Journal. Uh, a little bit more here. In-flight movements and stable or controlled landings for a flying robot have recently come into demand to provide unique and surprising entertainment to audiences in settings where it may be difficult to utilise live performers uh i think it's fair to say that expecting a real human to be able to leap uh you know 10 feet into the air like a spider-man can uh, probably is uh, a little difficult so uh one could imagine that uh, tasking a, a human to fly like iron man or something would probably be even more difficult so they i think do, disney uh they do do that now. fair and well yeah you do sometimes see sort of viral videos don't you of uh people who apparently and seemingly have come up with kind of like Iron Man style well, suits which allow them to hover above water. And the army like are using, the, not the army, the navy are using it now, the British, the Royal Navy. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're using suits for uh, rapid, um, like, takeover of ships. So if there's a mm-hmm. if there's a ship that they need to get on to like, because I don't know, they, might be shipping illegal stuff or something, and they want to inspect it. They'll fly someone on with this suit. You can then attach ropes and stuff to lower down to the people below in the in the, the dinghy. Right. Yeah. Interesting. When are we going to start seeing that kind of thing rolled out in uh, 
in actual warfare? Like, when will we start seeing footage from from Ukraine from, uh, with people flying around like Iron Man? Man, imagine. Cool. Yeah, can you imagine if you could deploy Iron Man like the uh, like the scene in the first Iron Man film where he rocks up at the uh, at that village? Oh yeah, quote just, unquote saves the people there. Yeah, uh, that that'd be that was a, a different time. Different time, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, another sort of striking thing from this pattern, and I don't know if this is just a kind of strange use of words or what, but it talks about images of superheroes and, and other such characters being projected onto this robot while it is quote unquote flying. Now obviously in the case of the Spider-Man sort of acrobat robot in California, he's just painted to look like Spider-Man. Uh, yeah. I mean presumably that is what they would do with this. He's I, probably I don't got know Spider-Man why suit on. It's probably a, an actual oh, oh yeah, maybe he's got an actual Spider-Man suit on. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't think of that. That's Presumably, though, that would be a preferent, a, pre- a preferable way of doing this, yeah. Uh, rather than use sort of projections, I, I have to imagine that's just a kind of odd choice of words, and that they aren't literally going to be kind of, you know, the way they project things onto the castle for nighttime shows. I don't think that's going to be how they, uh, you know, decorate this robot. I, I assume he'd have a costume or or be painted. I, yeah, I guess you could, you probably could do it this way, but it feels it feels overly complicated. But um. yeah, and a bit challenging, right? Because obviously they use kind of facial projections on some of their animatronics on certain rides, and in some of them already, it, uh, in cases where they've done that on rides which are ten years old or so, so Snow White, Mind Train, for example. At, Magic Kingdom, some of those facial projections uh, can look a little off, like the lighting isn't quite right. Yeah. I, I think that's especially the case on Frozen Forever After at Epcot. The cases where they've used those kinds of projections before, the animatronics are like relatively uh, stationary. Yeah. And the idea of trying to apply that kind of technology to a robot which you want to have flying around just seems like it, you know. It's perhaps an overly complicated way of doing it, but who knows? I mean, technology is getting better all the time. And if you told me 10 years ago that you'd have a a robot jumping around rooftops like a pretty convincing-looking Spider-Man, I would have thought, ah, that's maybe a bit far-fetched for, for, for this point in time. But here we are. I mean, everything I've seen of that Spider-Man robot looks amazing. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I'll go to California this year and see it for myself. I still can't believe it's real, you know, sometimes when I see it. No, no, it's absolutely mad, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, you see videos on on sort of TikTok and places that claim to show it going wrong or whatever, or just sort of falling over, and 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 it's really hard to tell if it's real or not <laughs> because the whole concept to begin with is sometimes so hard to get your head around. It's uh, it's pretty mad. I mean, I remember when Disney first started showing kind of in testing and everyone looked at it and thought, oh, well, that looks like that could be an incredible uh, Spider-Man robot. Uh, But I don't think anyone quite envisaged it being rolled out into a thing park quite so soon. And yet here we are. Mm, Yeah. Uh, The final story that we have this week, Josh, concerns uh, a thing park which is going to happen, it would seem, and uh, this is a thing part Epic Universe, <laughs> which 
Uh, when was this officially announced? Was it 2020 or was it maybe late 2019? Yeah. Well, well after the London Resort was first yeah, mooted, like put it that way. Eight, eight years after? Eight or, eight or nine years, yeah. And uh, here we are, this, this park. Were it not for COVID, this park would probably have been opening next year. Uh, yeah. Because of COVID, obviously, it, it basically had a year off in terms of active construction. And so... Uh, it's not coming till 2025, but it is coming, and I'm sure we'll get more news, uh, whether official or, or you know, some good sleuthing by the theme park uh, fandom. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some updates on Epic Universe over the course of 2023. Uh, but we do have uh, something of an official announcement regarding it here, uh, which is that there will be a regional rail station for Epic Universe. Hell yeah! And this was, uh, I think, the most interesting thing about this is that this is the line that I think we talked about last year, uh, or it may have been the year before, time is broken, but it was suggested that it would stop at Disney Springs yes. and uh, you know essentially link the Walt Disney World Resort to uh, probably most significantly Orlando International Airport. But obviously this is a, a line that um, will also go all the way to Miami, I think. So yeah. So um, um, originally, so this line already goes. It is already in Miami, uh, the right. Brightline line, and it's coming to Orlando International Airport this year, later this year. Um, and the plans originally were for it to be extended to Disney Springs, um, <laughs> but then Brightline connected with uh, the Sunshine Corridor, uh, local area, Shingle Creek Transit Utility, blah blah blah. Um, to set up this new line, at which point Disney were like, no, it's us or no one else. Um, oh, I see. And so Disney then right. pulled out. Uh, so I guess Disney don't like the idea of you being able to get on a train at Disney Springs that could take you to a Universal Park. Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay, that's fickle, but I understand it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's interesting. The companies that are behind this train line almost throwing their weight more behind Universal in that case, right? Because presumably when Disney maybe, you know, made that ultimatum, it might have behooved the company behind the rail line to say, oh, okay, then, we'll, then we won't stop at Universal. We'll, we'll go with the mouse. We'll back the mouse. But yeah. obviously they're going ahead with this for Universal instead and, and, it, and it won't stop at, at Disney. I mean, I do think that whilst Disney's transportation options, certainly obviously from Orlando Airport, have have been scaled back since COVID, generally speaking, Disney's transportation network is is pretty robust. And I think you'd probably argue that Universal are in more need of of good transport links to Epic Universe, given that it is I mean they haven't had to worry about it quite so much until now because Universal and Islands and City Walk are obviously all on the same site. Uh, Volcano Bay isn't far either. Whereas Epic Universe, I mean, it's you know twenty twenty five minutes down the road, isn't it? So they do need to think a little bit more than they have done previously about about transport and and road links to make sure that people who want to visit all of their yeah. parks and 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 resorts are able to to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think you know Brightline. I guess you probably don't know much about the rail network in America, Tom. Um, no, but I don't. But you like trains, Josh. I do like trains. Well, I don't like trains specifically. I like infrastructure. Um, I'm not. I'm not out here reciting the codes of different trains. Um, 
But what I do know is that pretty much there are no privately owned uh, passenger rail networks in the US. Um, Amtrak, the main passenger rail network in the in the US, has to run on uh, the freight lines, the freight rail network. Mm. Um, and so the f- private freight rail companies that own those networks get priority other than uh, the Acela line between like Washington and uh, Boston. That's like the only route that is owned by Amtrak that has high-speed rail there. Um, whereas Brightline is all privately owned, uh, I believe, uh, privately owned network, privately owned trains. And so uh, you get proper high-speed train network without having to worry about freight trains and the like. Um, like I say, it's already down in... Uh, Miami, they're going to extend out to Tampa as well. So you'll be able to go from Miami through Orlando to Tampa uh, on a Brightline train. Uh, what's not to love? What's not to love indeed? I, I mean, I have not been on any sort of US trains. I'm trying to think now if I've been on any US trains that weren't at a think park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been on a US train, at, I guess, at the airport. You know, connecting car parks to terminals and or terminals to terminals, but yeah, I mean, I guess I've been on the subway in New York, and that is it. Right? Yeah, I, so I've been on the Acela uh, high speed from uh, New York to Boston. Oh right, yeah. And how was that? It was uh, okay. I don't know the price. I think you know we were in we were in business class. I think it was, um, but mm. we was on. It was part of our package. We were doing a fly drive. So, mm. um, yeah, I've actually been watching some people on YouTube that are doing like train routes and you know going on trains and that sort of thing. And there's some the trains are not terrible, but they are always slow, always delays, right. um, but really great views. So there we go. Uh, this will be something that you know will help people get to the park. I mean, it's worth noting that the the station itself is is more aligned to the convention center. Yeah. Than Epic Universe, but obviously Epic Universe is basically right next door, so um, it will serve a purpose for people who who want to get to the park and uh, you know who can't drive. There I'm, I'm or, sure there'll or be a local uh, bus put on by Universal to help people get there. Uh, yeah, you would have to imagine so, right? Yeah, um, I mean, will they build uh, a skyline? That's the question. <laughs> with characters painted on the outside. <laughs> well, I mean, they they they. Use buses to get from the car park to Volcano Bay, which is really disappointed. So I'd imagine mm. they're going to do the same thing here. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, you would, you would think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, but they have committed I, I just, land to this project, so uh, there you go. Yeah, I mean, just before we 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 move on, I mean, I do just want to... <laughs> one, one quote in this kind of press release which really caught my eye and just kind of reinforces what a load of nonsense press releases often are Uh, this quote here from uh, john sprouls i'm gonna say uh, who is universal parks and resorts executive vice president and chief administrative officer Uh, this quote here he says we are one step closer to creating a multi-directional commuter rail system (laughs) like yeah well done one step closer to a a train that goes in multiple directions i mean that's just a train I don't, as opposed to a single 
directional. As opposed to trains which only go one way and then just stop and just cease to exist after that. I mean, all trains have to go in multiple directions or they would go to one place and never move anywhere else. Wow. Well done, John. <laughs> well done, John. You and the team of... Cheers, John. Uh, you're absolute revolutionaries over there. Absolute uh, legend. You've changed tra- changed trains forever. Your multi-directional rail, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I could think of no better way to round out uh, the first proper new episode of the Parkrush Podcast for 2023. Hell Thank you very yeah. much for listening. If you want to get in touch with the show, got any tips, suggestions, things we got wrong, feedback on the format, then do get in touch. Podcast at parkrush.com. If you want to keep up with the show in the week, then the best place to go is links.parkrush.com. That's where you can find all the socials. And of course, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, then you can do so on your preferred podcasting app. And uh, if your preferred podcasting app supports reviews or ratings, then please leave us one. Uh, That would help us out a lot. Take it easy, everyone, and have a great week. And we'll catch you next time here on the Park Rush podcast. Goodbye. See ya.